Hey y'all, welcome back to a brand new podcast episode. Okay, so I want to talk about tonight, I know this is random, but I wanted to talk about the sequel to Aladdin, Aladdin, uh, actually it's called Return to Far. And I'm going to do this like periodically, I'm going to talk about some Disney movies. Um, right now, I just, this is one movie I watched recently. Um, anytime I do something like Disney-esque, like I'm going to go into the park or whatever, um, and it's been a long time, whatever, um, I watch like movies I like movie marathons I'll like I do it all like I'm, I'm extra but I haven't done it in so long and so recently I watched The Return of Jafar and I remember like being a kid and loving loving this movie like it was weird like I can't explain how I feel about the direct to video sequels um for whatever reason I feel like they're easier to watch than the original films is that weird like I feel like the like the the theatrical release movies they're like they're so good but they're long and there's I don't know there's there's just more to them where I feel like a lot of them you know made for tv or you know direct-to-video sequels are just like episodes they're like little episodes uh, comparatively with story and all that kind of stuff like that so for me growing up it was easier to watch like Aladdin uh how's it called Aladdin um, Return of Jafar versus Aladdin. I love Aladdin. Aladdin's a great movie. I've watched it many times, but Return of Jafar just feels more lighthearted in a way. It just feels a lot easier to get through. I don't know what that, I think there's like less songs. Um, there's obviously less going on. Um, I mean, I, I, the same could be said for like Little Mermaid. Like I watch Ariel's beginning more than the other two movies. First of all, I didn't like Little Mermaid 2, um, from being real. Um, I love the whole Little Mermaid trilogy, but Little Mermaid 2 bothers me because Melody. Melody bothers me. Like, everybody in that movie bothers me because they just make the dumbest decisions. Like, you know, like I've said it before in previous podcast episodes, Ariel was trying to get away from Triton. Ariel was trying to, there's a story that's not being told here. Ariel was trying to get away from Triton and like she was, she was ashamed. She was ashamed of herself. And that's why homegirl built that wall. She built that wall and was like, you ain't going past this wall. You ain't going to know nothing about your life as a mermaid. Like she was just not having it with her mer people. She was sick of them. She really was. She was, she was seasick. That's what it was. She was seasick. She was sick of seeing them. That's what it was. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. She was seasick of Triton. I'm trying to tell you. She wanted nothing to do with her daddy and, and her sisters. Nothing. Like, she, she just didn't. She just didn't. But I like Little Mermaid Ariel's beginning because even though that story is, like, bogus, I'm sorry, but it's bogus. Like, the reason why it's bogus is because you really went and undid everything from Little Mermaid TV series. Bitch, no. Like, Little Mermaid TV series was, was a bob, right? It was a bob. Urchin, Spot, Stormy. Stormy was a problem. Um, evil, a little evil, you know, evil Manta. Um, the lobster mobster. The, the little twins. Um, Pearl. Uh, Kayla. The other mermaids. Uh, what's her name? The other girl. Oh my God, what is her name? Uh, the, one that, the one that speaks sign language. What is her name? I know her name. Her. Like, all these other ones, like... And you just going, like, go ahead. Uh, Gabriella. And you go ahead, go ahead and just dismiss this whole ass TV show. Like what? Like the girl, you know, like the, the sisters bonded on the TV show. We got to see Eric pre-Ariel, you know what I mean? And their little run-ins with each other. And you just going to tell me. There's, an, there's even an episode devoted to Han Christian Anderson. And you're just going to tell me that this don't mean nothing. Like all that is bogus. Because in Ariel's beginning, like all of a sudden, like 
you know, Triton's like, we're going to ban music. Well, that can't be right because there's music all over the TV show, right? And then her and Flounder just met right before the events of Little Mermaid. Like, make it make sense. You, these two are lifelong friends. What do you mean they just met right before? Like, girl, because like, Ariel's beginning takes place like about a year before um, the, the, the first Little Mermaid film. It's a prequel, which doesn't make any sense, right? Like, why are we doing this? Why are we going back a year before and saying like, oh, she just met Flounder and this is how she met Flounder and then putting this wannabe Ursula in the mix? Like, girl, what? Like, we didn't need all this. But I did love Benjamin. Benjamin is like one of my favorite things about Little Mermaid, Ariel's Beginning. I love Benjamin. And I love their relationship between the sisters. I really do. But I just, I just need to know why you just decided to abandon the TV series altogether, right? Like, why did you do that? I, anyway, anyway. I like Ariel's beginning. It's a bop in its own right. It really is. I was so worried about that movie being terrible um, when they first showed like the stills of it and all that. Because I like, let's be real, the, the the sequels and the mate for TV sequels they suck, right? Like comparatively, they suck. But I have to say, Ariel's beginning is one of the the, the bright stars of like the prequel sequels of the animated Disney films. It, it's it's a decent movie. Like even though it's BS about how all the all these characters met, it's still a decent movie it's pretty solid on its own compared to like Little Mermaid 2 and a whole bunch of the other sequels like Cinderella 2 girl what was that Cinderella 3 was cute and see that came around uh, came out around the same time as the Little Mermaid Ariel's beginning like they all came out around the same time they started to get better but Return to Far is one of the first Disney sequels and in my opinion it's one of the better ones like it really is it's cool to see Jafar come back and Jafar was playing no games in Return to Far he was playing no games in that movie and that honestly like Watching him in that movie, I was like, dude, this was a missed opportunity. You really could have had Jafar come back for the third film or something else, right? Like, he's a really... The sequel really shows how good of a villain he is, how powerful he could be if you just let him be him, right? Like, so if they're going to do a live action sequel, which there's a rumor that they're going to do a prequel with, uh, called Genies, and then a live action sequel of Aladdin as well, um, and then a spinoff of Aladdin, they're doing a lot, allegedly. Um, but if they're going to do a sequel, bring back Jafar and let him be like every bit of who he was in Return of Jafar, but like worse. Cause he was, he was like scary. And I remember being a kid watching Return of Jafar and being like, when did Jafar get like hella scary? Like, cause Jafar in the first movie was just, he was like, so like, he wasn't hook like goofball, but he was like, I don't know. There was something about him that was like, you're not like, this isn't well orchestrated. This isn't well thought out. But like when he turned to a snake and stuff, he was kind of more menacing. When he turned to the genie, he's more menacing. But like, in this movie, in his, like, actual regular form, and him, like, disappearing and fading and being able to, like, you know, become big or small or whatever, turning into Jasmine, like, he was doing a lot in, in Return to Far that I was like, this is really cool. Like, he's really, yeah, like, I really wanted them to, to even, like, expand further on with this. And I think had this been, like, put out in theaters, there could have been so much more, you know what I mean? Like, the animation and the money and the budget had been there and the story had been there. You could have done a lot with this movie and, like, really made him super cool. So, if they do plan on making a sequel, like, Return to Far, or, like, a Return to Far sequel, definitely, like, use what, what you already have at your advantage and then just go bigger. That's what I think should happen. But, yeah, Return to Far is a really good movie. It's, I think, my favorite of the three to watch on repeat like nothing out of this trilogy nothing beats the original aladdin nothing does um but return to far is just an easy film to watch like honestly aladdin and the king of thieves isn't like it's not a terrible movie at all it's just not like my favorite it's um 
it's it's decent. That's all I can really say is that it, it's a decent film. I grew up liking that movie, obviously. Um, like I was every other kid in the '90s who liked Aladdin. I loved Aladdin, the King of Thieves, at the time that it came out. Um, it's probably the one I've, I've seen the least, and I just I don't know. There's something about that movie that's like it's cool, but it doesn't grab my attention like the Return to Far did. I, I think I think what does it for me um, that that kind of kills it for me about that movie. Um, I think there's a little too much genie in that movie and a little less like magical element. Like you feel what I'm saying here? Like, I mean, yeah, genie's all over it and he's being extra because it's Robin Williams again. He came back as genie. I think the guy who plays Homer Simpson is genie in the second film. Um, and Jeannie's role in, in Return of Jafar is scaled back, which I think is why I actually like Return to, to Return of Jafar. Like, you still get Jeannie, but not as much Jeannie as, like, the first and third movie. Um, and, like, I mean, in, in Aladdin of the King of Thieves, you know, you're just, it's, it's Aladdin, Jasmine, you know, trying to figure out who Aladdin's father is and all this other stuff. But there's, I don't know, to me, uh, I don't know, there's something that was different about um, allowed in the King of Thieves. And I think, I think at the same time though, like now that I think about it, I think that is something that does make the Aladdin trilogy kind of stand out in a way is that each movie has its own vibe and its own feel. Like, you know, like the first movie, obviously Jafar's the bad guy, but he's very, in my opinion, much more subtle than he is in the second film where he's like, he's a genie. So he's got like phenomenal cosmic powers. Like, you know, you know what they say. And, you know, he can be here, there and everywhere. Right. You know what I mean? And, you know, the second film was really about, like, redeeming Iago and Iago being, like, the, the central character in that, which is, like, really odd, too, when you think about it. Like, that's an odd character to be your, to be the central character of this story is, you know, um, uh, Iago. And then Aladdin having to go behind Jasmine's back and the Sultan's back to, like, prove that, you know, Iago is worthy. It's just, it's a decent film. And like I said, like, the third film is, is good, too. Um, I really would have loved, like, I, I heard there was a plot where... They were actually going to have Aladdin's brother, who was in the TV show, um, Mosenrath, play a part in, in uh, Aladdin, the King of Thieves, which I thought would have been amazing to, to kind of wrap up that story of Aladdin and his family. But that never happened and the idea was scrapped. And so, like, I guess knowing that just does kind of like, kind of, oh, that sucks. You know, that, that would have been a cool route to go. You have Aladdin, because I think it's mentioned in like, even in the first film that Aladdin has, like, siblings, or Aladdin, ha- like, it, you know, like, something like that, I think, like, to that effect, um, there's some mention that Aladdin has, like, a sibling or two, um, I know at one point, too, it was alleged that he had a sister, and that this sister appears in the TV series, but <coughs> who really knows anything like that, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, there were a few different directions that Aladdin and the King of Thieves would have gone, um, and they just, didn't end up going that way but I mean like I said it's, it's a decent film I haven't watched that one forever again it's very very genie um which I love genie like I said I have no problem with genie it's just I want I I, I enjoy Return of Jafar because I think this is the first time we see Jafar as a solid villain that we probably should be afraid of because of all the things that he can do and the story's decent and you know there's a lot of Iago there's I think less songs which is fine with me um we have Abhi's Mall who is funny um 
And like I said, it just feels like a longer episode, a TV episode, which was to me so easy to watch. The Aladdin TV series is a really good TV series. It's a very easy to watch TV series, along with Little Mermaid TV series and others. Like I, in the Hercules, I love the Hercules TV series. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a decent movie. I, I really want to see what they do with it. Um, in a live action sense. So, and I did actually sit through and watch Cinderella 3 and Twist in Time. And that's another, that's another one that's interesting to me, the Cinderella trilogy, because I feel the same way about that trilogy, in a sense. I I like, Cinderella is obviously the best of the three movies, because it's got the animation, the style of Mary Blair, and you've got, um, uh, Mark Davis, who does a really great job animating female characters. Like, I'm a, like, you guys, I'm a Disney nerd to my core. I know the name of, the names of the nine old men. I know the characters they animated. I know a lot about Disney. I've loved Disney since I was a kid. I'm not just, like, an amateur hour here. Disney Plus ain't got no new information I didn't already know, okay, souls? Like, it just didn't. None of it. But, um, yeah, no, like, I grew up loving the art style of Mary Blair. She, her, her art style um, and her attention to detail is what makes a lot of things go, like, as far as, like, you know, uh, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, um, uh, Cinderella, like, those three films, there's a lot of Mary Blair's, like, ideas and designs um, in those movies. And I think she even, like, helped design or designed It's a Small World as well. She did a lot of great artwork. I cannot draw. I'm not an artist at all, but I really appreciate art. And it's one of the things I wish I was gifted with, especially like, like that and playing instruments and being able to sing. Those are three things I wish I was able to do and do well, but I'm not, but I can still respect those arts. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like she just has an amazing style and Cinderella, like just that's, one of my favorite things that she's ever done with Cinderella. Like, I, I'm not a big fan of Cinderella, the movie, but I appreciate the animation. The animation in Cinderella is gorgeous. It really is. It's just, there's something about the movie. It's just, it's just not for me. It, it's just, it's not. I like Cinderella. I do. I really, I truly do. Cinderella, like, I have a very unique relationship to that movie because it's one of the Disney films. Like, like Beauty and the Beast, I'm not a Beauty and the Beast fan either. I know I'm probably losing friends here, but I'm not a Beauty and the Beast fan either. And I can stand behind that and say like, nope, I, it's just not for me. The relationships are too dramatic. I don't have time for this. I like the characters in Beauty and the Beast. I love Gaston. I love Prince Adam. Beast is whatever. I like his prince form. I don't know why. Um, Belle's interesting, I guess. Um, I like <laughs> Cogsworth, uh, Lumiere, uh, Mrs. Potts. Chip is okay, I guess. Um... The father's okay, I guess. Like, uh, LeFou, no. Like, it is what it is. But, like, Cinderella, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's a movie I should love. But I just, it, it ain't for me. I think the animation style is gorgeous. I, again, I, like, I, there's there's nothing really negative I can say about Cinderella. It's, it's like Beauty and the Beast in a sense where it's just, it's, there's not enough going on for me like you know like like adventure and action and stuff like that there it's very few and far between in Beauty and the Beast and there's basically none in Cinderella the most action we get is homegirl going down the stairs thinking she's somebody with that pink damn dress on that her mama had in her in her closet that the the damn mice made for her and those two step bitches be like oh hell no she ain't looking like what what this bitch she gonna come up here with a dress from TJ Maxx I think the fuck not and just snatch shit off of her that was the most action that we you know what that that was i was like honestly and giselle are some g's <laughs> but you know who the real g is though in that scene lady tremaine that petty ass bitch she is the she that bitch when i tell you master instigator she is a master instigator 
the second Cinderella came down them stairs, she was eye she was eyeballing that whole freaking gown. She was like, "Where did this bitch get this?" Because I what? And that's how, I would never let it happen. I check your shit on the daily. You ain't got nothing like this in the closet. With the, with that old that old ass dress your mama had, that shit wasn't looking fly. Otherwise, I would have snatched that long ago. Let me let me look you over. Oh oh, this bitch. I know what this is. That's your stash. That's her necklace. Get her. She was. Lady Shemaine was playing no games. Lady Shemaine was playing no games. She is an instigator. Like, that was the best scene in the whole movie. <laughs> she, she really thought she was doing something. I felt so. I was like, oh, no. No, Cindy, no. You might as well go your ass back upstairs and climb up the damn window, Rapunzel, because you ain't coming to the ball with us. You are not stepping foot in that. I done told you you ain't coming. I told you ain't coming. And you thought? And you thought? Bitch, you thought? You, you, you better reroute. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you right now. You better reroute. I know she did not come down these stairs and something that I paid for. Something that I paid for? What? She gonna come out there trying to look fly on my dime? And my, and my daughter's still looking busted? I don't even like you? Oh, no. Not tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> not having it. She was too through. <laughs> Poor Cinderella. That's what you get. Like, <laughs> y'all, I'm petty. Listen, but I know that I am. Look, I don't know what it is, but me and Cinderella, we got beef. I don't know why we have beef, but we do. Look, in my mind, we got to talk about the princesses one of these days. In my mind, Cinderella thinks she's that girl, but she does. Cinderella thinks she's that girl. Cinderella thinks she's that girl. And you know what? She has a reputation. She does. She has a reputation of being that girl. Because every single person, oh, I want a Cinderella life. Like, I want the Cinderella story. I want all of it. Speaking of Cinderella story, there's like seven of those, which is unnecessary. There shouldn't even be one. But she has all those movies. Like, Cinderella is very popular. She's like the, the archetype Disney princess. That's why I don't check for her. I don't like her. For what? <laughs> for what? Okay, you got tired of doing chores in your house. You couldn't stand up to your stepmother, so you became the maid and all that kind of stuff like that. Then, you know, you got your dress ripped up, so the fairy godmother and her lazy ass finally decides The fairy godmother is also lazy. Like, the, the Cinderella's a problem. The whole movie's a problem. Because the fairy godmother, you don't know how to do your job. Why did you wait? Why did you wait until she has, like, nothing left? Okay, she's already had a hard life, right? She's been living like Harry Potter in her house for forever. And she owned the place, right? Like, her daddy owned the place. And you, go to, and you just, you decided to come in now? Like, you, you, you come in now? Like, you know for a fact Cinderella got beat. You know she did. When she did something wrong, you know she got beat. You know the girls took turns whooping that ass on the, on the playground. You know they did. So you mean to tell me you gonna come in now because she gotta go to a ball? You gonna show up now all of a sudden? All of a sudden? Well, I had to wait till you were at your lowest. What kind of shit is that? What? Oh, we we would have fought. <laughs> me, and, me and Fairy Godmother. Once I got that castle right. Once I got the prince and it was set in stone. I'm looking for that old bitch. We're going to fight in these streets. I'm trying to tell you we would fight. Well, never that. We would fight in the castle. I would invite her there, and then I'd, like, I'd beat her ass down with all the mice. I would. You seen Willard? That's what would happen. But it would. I would snatch her wand, make sure she can't go, because apparently that's what makes her go. She couldn't go nowhere. I would snatch that wand and be like, have at her. Chow down. What you wouldn't do. What you wouldn't do to me. No. But anyway, so... I don't know, Cinderella, just me and her have beef. I just feel like she's like a bully. Like, 
I don't know where that comes from. Because a lot of people would think, well, Snow White would be that. But Snow White, mm, I ain't scared of Snow White. Snow White, like, I mean, I'm not scared of none of them. But I'd be like, if I was a princess, because, you know, in my mind I am. But if I'm a princess, <laughs> Snow White's that girl where it's like, yeah, she has the, you know, she, she, she's the first one. She's the one that started it all. I wouldn't really mess with Snow White, but I also wouldn't check for Snow White. Like, Snow White and me wouldn't be best friends. She'd be cool. Like, I, you know, I'd keep it cordial and cute and I'm mute and that's it. Cinderella, we would have problems. I can just tell. Cinderella's one of those girls. She's like a, <clears throat> I'm not going to say no names, but she reminds me of a certain singer that I'm not cool with. And I feel like that certain singer would be a very Cinderella-ass character. And I'm just not here for her. She got to go. Um, Aurora, I love Aurora. I feel like Cinderella and Aurora. And so I feel like Aurora is like the, the, the redhead stepchild in the situation. Like, I really do feel like <coughs> Snow White and Cinderella are petty against Aurora. And I'll explain why. She's the prettiest. She's the prettiest. She can sing. She's the best voice. Her film is much better animated than the other two, even though I love Cinderella's animation. There's like no animated film, in my opinion, has ever been done that is more that is as beautiful as Sleeping Beauty because all of that is hand-drawn animation that's hand-drawn animation at its finest you'll never see a more beautiful hand-drawn film in my opinion more detailed more stylized never never I never never to this day I haven't seen it never Sleeping Beauty is just that's why they can't even do a sequel they can't even do a sequel to that movie they can't even touch that movie that movie costs over six million dollars to make and you can see it it's it's gorgeous it's beautiful it was so great that Walt Disney even decided to build a whole theme park with a castle centerpiece of a movie that hadn't come out yet Sleeping Beauty didn't come out until like four or five years after Disneyland was already a thing and that was her castle from jump like that's know who you are Know who you are, Aurora. No walking your worth, sis. Walking your worth. You know what? You spend the least amount of screen time out of all these girls, and you still got the main title, sis. <clears throat> You're, the movie's named after you. You're in every damn promotional poster for it. You got the biggest picture. Maleficent, who? Girl, I'm trying to tell you, it's your movie. It's your movie. Okay, you, you, do, the, you do the least amount of work, but you're making the most amount of money. You, you know what I'm saying? Okay? Work the system. Don't let it work you. She worked the system. She was like, listen here. Yeah, you might be the prince, you might slay the dragon, you might be the dragon, okay? But I'm gonna try to tell you, I got a bigger paycheck than both of you bitches. All they gotta do is hear me sing and they gonna know why I'm that girl. Don't mess with me. Don't don't mess with me. Cinderella who? Girl, I'm trying to tell you. So anyway, then there's Ariel. And I feel like Ariel's like, <laughs> Ariel's that girl. <laughs> like, Ariel is that, she's my favorite, I'm biased. But she's that girl, trust. Ariel is that girl that will put you in your place. She'll be like, bitch, Cinderella try me. Don't forget I can drown your ass. I'm a mermaid. Don't forget. And if, if not me, one of my friends, I hope you don't go to sea for nothing. Don't go out in that ocean for nothing. The second you put, put a foot in there, put a toe in there, I'll come snatch that ass quick. And not me, one of my damn guppies will do it for me. Don't play with me, girl. You and your mice be drowned. You'd be lost to sea. That's Cinderella 4. Where is that whore? Don't get it. I'm canceled. No, but seriously, you guys, I'm trying to tell you. Cinderella 4, where is that? <laughs> I'm trying to Ariel. Ariel would do the work. Ariel would do the work. I'm, don't mess with her. Ariel's like, <laughs> I feel like there's like two different Disney girl squads, right? You've got like the the classic dainty princesses, which 
I would put Aurora in there, but then I don't because I feel like Aurora's like it's like Aurora's saved by her friends. Let me let me explain. Um, in, in a minute, I'll get back to that. But like we have like two different girls. There's the there's the shady, like passive aggressive girls. Like, you know, we talk crap, you know, but you know, we don't like nobody, but we're better than everybody. Well, we talk crap, but we do it on the low key. And then the girls that are like, try me. Just just try me. Just try me. Try me. Like I'm, I'm there's there's two camps, okay? And Aurora is, yeah, she's in that like, you know, passive aggressive camp, but at the same at the same time though, most of her friends are like ready to go. <laughs> I, I that's how I see it. Um then we have Belle. Belle's in the Cinderella camp. Like I see her in, in in Cinderella being best friends. I just do. I know a lot of people see her with Jasmine and Ariel and that that friend group, they all came around the same time. Get it, I see it. <clears throat> But no, I don't think so. I feel like Belle and Ariel are cool and Belle and Jasmine are cool, but I think her allegiance is with Cinderella. So here we go. We're going to do this. There's two camps. Okay, we're going to we're going to put and then I'm going to end this, I promise. We're going to put the Disney princesses in these camps. We got two camps. Okay, we got camp uh Cinderella squad and we got camp Ariel squad. That's what we got. Okay, that's what we got. Now, I don't necessarily want to call the second camp Ariel squad because I feel like all the girls don't really have like a leader in that group. There's no leader in that group. Like I would say Ariel is, well, Ariel kind of is because she did kind of like reinvent Disney princesses. So I guess she is, but whatever. So there's two squads. Okay, so squad number one, Cinderella is their leader, but Snow White is like Snow White is like above all of them, first of all, because she's the first one, right? But she's also really young. So yeah, so Cinderella is like their leader. So it's Cinderella, Snow White in that camp. Um, I'm gonna, as I name them, I'm gonna tell you what camp they're in. Um, there's Aurora. She kind of like is in the middle, like because she's in the 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 like the the dainty girl, like the the passive aggressive one. But at the same time, she's not because they don't really like her. Like she's in that group, but they have hate towards her. They're shady. They're jealous. They're jealous. They're mad. So she's kind of like, but she's more on the other team anyway because that's where her girls are the ones who got her back okay um then you have ariel ariel's on uh the aggressive side so there's gonna be passive aggressive and aggressive so that's what we'll call them yeah i guess sure um i don't yeah that's what we'll do we'll sure so you know the the, the aggressive girls are the ones that like they take no crap from nobody they're just i'm gonna tell you how it is um so anyway so the passive aggressive girls we'll call them that the that squad um no i don't like that either i don't like those terms we'll say i feel like mm, shady and like there's the shady squad and then there's like the I guess in your face squad. Let's try that. We'll do that. Okay. So like the shady ones that do it behind your back in your face, obviously, you know, will in your face. So shady squad is Snow White, Cinderella for sure. Uh, I'm going to put Aurora in there just because that's where she's going to be, I guess. Um, Ariel's in your face. Bellish is in the shady squad. That's, I know she confronts the beast to his face and stuff, but I still think she's a shady girl. I think she's shady. I just do. Um, Jasmine is going to be in the in your face squad. Jasmine, I feel like it's playing no game. Jasmine, listen, like Jasmine tells people, like I, I'm no, like I'm not a prize to be won. You gonna have to work for this, sis. But she gonna work for it. Like, and that attitude of Jasmine, it never lets up. And I'm here for that. That's what I love about her. Like she takes no crap from nobody. Um, Pocahontas is in the in your face club. She ain't got no time for the, for the BS. She she 
put up or shut up when it comes to her. I love Pocahontas. Mulan is, see, okay, Mulan is in the In Your Face Club, but in my opinion, Mulan is friends with Cinderella and Belle. I just feel like Mulan is shady, though. I just do. I don't know what is. I think it's because all the merchandise when I was growing up always had Mulan with those two, and so I've never been able to break that from her. Like, even though I know she's on team, like, In Your Face, she, at the same time, there's something about Mulan that I'm like, I feel like y'all, you're best friends with, with Belle and Cinderella, and therefore, you are, you're a little bit of a problem to me. You're my favorite of those three, for sure. I love Mulan. Like, I love Mulan. And I know she's cool with Jasmine and Ariel and all the other girls, too. But at the same time, Mulan, there's a shady side to her. I just feel it. I just feel it. But at the same time, I feel like she's being used by Cinderella. Cinderella is an instigator. I'm trying to tell you, Cinderella's an instigator. But she is. No, but she is. Yes, I have problems with her, but she is. Um, anyway, so I'm going to put Mulan in your face because let's face it, Mulan ain't going to take no crap from nobody. But I do think that Mulan would and could be manipulated by Cinderella. I just do. I don't know why her specifically. Again, I, I think it is because the merchandise and she was always with those two. And I'm just like, you deserve better Mulan, but you, you move away from them, Mulan. Don't move away from them. Damn. Anyway, next is, um... Giselle, Giselle is part of the Shady Squad. Giselle is shady. Like, Giselle is sweet. She's kind of like Aurora where she's in the middle. Like, she likes those girls, but not really. And all of them, like, girls on both sides just don't check for, don't check for Giselle. I feel kind of bad for Giselle, but Giselle's kind of like there. She might as well be Anastasia from Fox, right? She might as well be the Swan Princess, okay? She might as well be one of those girls because everybody's like, you're nothing but a collage of the rest of us. You ain't nobody, you know, take your place and, and sit down. That's kind of how people see. Like, that's not how I see Giselle, but I think that's how a lot of the Disney girls see Giselle. If I was a Disney girl, that's that's how it would be. So, anyway, then you have Tiana. Tiana's in the In Your Face Club. She ain't gonna take no mess. She's She looks at Cinderella and she's like, you mad because you had to do some chores? <laughs> You mad because you had to do chores. Bitch, I had two jobs, okay? And then I was trying to get my own restaurant. You mad because you had to do some chores in your daddy's house? Shut up. Like, <laughs> don't say nothing to me. You will get... Don't say nothing to me. Don't. I will slap the pumpkin spice out your ass. Don't say nothing to me, Cinderella. I'm saying, sit down shut up. What you want to eat, girl? What you want? Um, but no, seriously, like, Tiana plays no games. I, I feel that. Um, who's next? Rapunzel, mm, Rapunzel, mm. I don't care about Rapunzel, <laughs> I don't, I don't care about Rapunzel enough, but she's in the in-between, look, I want to put her on the shady side just because I don't care about her, but at the same time, like, obviously she fights in her movie, right, like, she's she's a fighter, she ain't, she ain't playing no games, but she does, <laughs> I don't know, I'm gonna put her in the middle, she's in the middle, her and Aurora and, like, Giselle are kind of in the middle, I guess, in the middle lane, um, who is next, we have Merida, right, is Merida the next one, Merida's obviously in the In Your Face Club, like, she don't play no games, I don't really care about her either, but she doesn't really play any games, so I would put her there, um, who's next, um, before I forget her, Elena of Avalor. I know she doesn't come before the Frozen Girls, but I won't put her in there. Um, and no, there will be no junior girls, so don't look for, like, Sophia the First or, or like, Melody. They don't count in this to me. I'm sorry, I don't see them. Um, or Elena's little sister. Like, no. Anyway, so Elena, <coughs> in your face club. 
I feel like she's in the in-your-face club. Like, I think she, she if she wanted to be one of the shady girls, she could, her and Jasmine, if they wanted to be, like, and I guess Ariel, too, if they wanted to be shady girls, they could be, but they're like, nah, we, we, we're in the in-your-face club. Like, say something, and something's gonna pop off. Just, 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 just say something. Um, and then we have Anna and Elsa. Two more I really don't care about like that. Um, like, I care more about Anna and Elsa than some of the other girls I don't care about, but that's on a whole different level of reasoning why, um, which I'm not getting into here, obviously. But anyway, um, Anna is shady side. Yeah, she is. Oh, shady side. Now I'm thinking of that movie, those movies, those, those fear summer, fear, whatever, fear street movies. Um, shady side. Um, but yeah, she, she is shady side. I, I see her as being like a shade queen. Like I know she can fight, I guess, or whatever. Like, I guess I don't really know, but like, I'm going to put her there. Elsa's going to be on the, in your own seat. Yeah, sure. Elsa can be on the in-your-face thing. I don't care about her either. She really could be on the shady side, too, because I don't care about her. Like, I'm not saying all the girls on the shady side means I don't care about them. It just means I don't care about them as much as the girls on the other side. Anyway, so, yeah. Um, Elsa could be on the in-your-face side, like, I suppose. Whatever. Um, Next is Moana. Moana's in the in-your-face club. I don't really need to explain why. Like, I feel like her movie does that enough for you to see, like, she plays no games. Um, same thing with Raya. Raya's gonna be on the in-your-face side, too, because she just plays in no games. I love her so much. Um, and then we have Vanellope Vaughn Sweets. I don't want to add her to this. She's, yeah, she's a junior princess. I'm not gonna add her into this, but if she was here, she'd be on the in-your-face side. Okay, and then we have, okay, so let's, let's just speak on some of the junior princesses. Why not? And we'll put them I like I don't classify them as these girls they're their own thing they're, they they need their own club for real um but let's start with uh Tiger Lily because she's the first princess out of the younger girls she would be on the I don't know I feel like she's kind of shady but at the same time like like she could be shady but then I feel like she's like an in-your-face girl kind of too like she like she just happened to get captured by hook but I feel like like once she got to do her own thing she played no games, if that makes sense. Um, so I, she's in the middle. Um, I longly shady. She'd be shady. I, I just, I don't think, like, she's not really in your face. I think she's kind of passive aggressive. So I'm going to say shady. Um, if we're counting Alice, she's not a princess, but if we're counting Alice, Alice would be shady as well. Um, Wendy. Oh, no. Wendy could go either way. She really could. The, 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 I'm going to say in your face because she like, even though she doesn't really have any fight game, she definitely did like lay it down. Like I'm not Peter Pan. You're not going to treat me like this. The little lost boys. Y'all ain't going to treat me like this either. Like it's not going to happen. Hook, you're not going to treat me some type of way either. So yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that she'd be like on the in your face squad for sure. Um, who's next? Melody, I guess. Um, obviously in your face because she does like take charge in her own, like she ain't gonna let nobody tell her what to do and just blah, blah, blah. And which is annoying as, as well about her too. Like that's one of her annoying qualities is that like, I'm just like, but that's not really her fault. That's kind of Ariel's fault. Cause Ariel could have been like, Hey, look, like all the things you're feeling right now and all this like aggressiveness and anger that you have towards this, that, and third, I can relate. Cause I was there. Let me tell you why I was there. Like that's that but then there'd be no movie but you know that that's what could have happened so whatever um 
I really don't know enough about Sophia to care about her. I'm going to say that she would probably be aggressive or like the in your face because she goes on adventures and whatever. Is that a reason? I don't know. Um, I don't care about, I I don't care about this enough to to keep going. Um, But okay, there's a few other girls too. And then I'll stop. Let's talk about Kita. Kita's in the in your face club, Esmeralda, same thing. Um, Jane from Tarzan, I think she'd be shady. I really do. Like, yeah, she could be in the in your face club. She's in the middle because the Tarzan TV show does count too. So like she'd be in the middle because I think she does kick more butt in that. But she does, like to me, she'd be friends with Belle. But at the same time, low-key Belle would be irritated by her. Like I could see them being friends. But Belle just being like, oh, this bitch, I can't stand her. Like, like she cool and whatever. We have tea and crumpets together, but I don't really like her. Her crumpets stank. But I can really see her feel like her crumpets ain't shit. I really, I don't think she even put eggs in her mix. Let me tell you, I really don't like she. She she makes stovetop stuffing. That's that's how much I don't like her. She don't even make her own stuffing at, at Thanksgiving. It's stovetop. Like <laughs> she don't even use butter. Like I'm trying to tell you, Bella's not here for her. Bella's like, you know what? We're friends, but not really. Like I'm not inviting you over. Like Tarzan can come through without you, but you can't come, and he can only come after he's bathed. Well, actually, I'll make sure he does take a bath. <laughs> like as it's kept but you don't have to come like you just don't have to be here you can stay wherever it is you come from like you don't have to come over i'm t- your man can come all day long over my house but you cannot you cannot be here all the time i have to make sure that i'm i have to prepare for you to come over because you're kind of you're annoying i don't know yeah so i really feel like that's how that would go with jane um meg is definitely in the in your face club i like meg meg just yeah, I feel like May takes no crap. Um, I didn't even talk about who I think the princesses would be, like, really good friends with. Okay, so, like, oh, this is the whole thing. This turned into something else. Okay, so the princesses, like, I'm just going to go into a few of them, and then we'll stop, right? So, best friend squad, number one, my favorite squad. This is who I think are best friends in my in my mind, because these are my favorites. So, I'm like, they are, they are cool with each other. Um, Ariel, Jasmine, Aurora, Tiana. Pocahontas and um I don't, these are just the princesses I'm not I'm not including the other girls um and I would say Mulan I think are like a solid pack of friends I just feel like they're like they all have their own other friends like I said like Mulan belongs to Cinderella and, and Belle's group like I think but she also has like a really strong pact with these other girls and she just connects and bonds with them as well and they're they're kind of like even though Tiana's one of the newer girls she still is kind of like you know, yeah, I'm one of the newer girls, but I'm cool with y'all. Like, I'm I'm in this group. Like, I, don't put me up there. Like, she's cool. With, her and Rapunzel are cool because her and Rapunzel came out around the same time, right? So I feel like her, Rapunzel, and Giselle do have, like, their own, like, little friendship. I know I thought too much about this, but they have their own little friendship. But at the same time, like, she's able to go and be friends with other people, right? And, like, she just really found her place with, like, Jasmine, Ariel, Mulan, Pocahontas, and Aurora. The reason why I think Aurora is in this club is because I just think Aurora is chill. Like I, like I said, I feel like... Out of the first three princesses, I think she had to deal with, like, again, in my, this is my, how my brain works. So I don't have to think like me. I don't care. I should write good fan fiction. But in my mind, Cinderella and Snow White, because they are the first two princesses, like, everything is their, ter- their territory. So they're kind of like the Betty, uh, what is her name? Uh, oh, my God. Joan Crawford and Betty Davis. Like, that's, that's how I see them, too, as, like, very, like, tit for tat kind of people and I think that even though they have like a, a love and hate for each other they they 
pull it out on Aurora because like, you know, she has a very similar story to Cinderella, or to, to, to Snow White, but she also has like the blonde hair, like blue, bluish eyes. I think her eyes are like purple sometimes, but like I've seen them blue too. So I think she's got like that same thing as Cinderella. So I think there's like, and they're, they're in the same decade, like Cinderella was 1950, she's 1959. So I think there's a lot of like, you know, and like in my mind, there's a lot of animosity between the first three princesses. I know this is, this is all, listen, this is all in my head, all fabricated, no hard evidence to support this, but this is just how I think the Disney princesses get down. That's how I think they get down. And I just think that those three have had like their like tumultuous relationship with each other. And I think that's why when Ariel came along and again, this is just how my brain works. I'm like, I think Aurora was like, finally somebody who's not just going to be a major beat to me. Like, because I'm, you know, I'm not one of the two original ones. Like, cause I mean, let's be real, Snow White was the first one. So she automatically has a huge fan base. But then Cinderella is the most popular, <laughs> arguably, the most popular <laughs> Ariel, <laughs> the most popular <laughs> Disney princess Ariel. Um, so <laughs> drama. And they're, like, they're on everything together, right? They're on everything together. If there's a Disney parade, you've got all those princesses together. If there's like merchandise, there's always like Cinderella, Snow White, Aurora. They're always together, right? And I just feel like that's like, I feel bad for Aurora. Every time I see her in a picture with those two, I'm like, don't trust them, Aurora. Don't trust those two. Let me tell you, don't trust them. Like, I think Snow White is actually like the, the secret mastermind behind it all. I think she's the shade queen. I think she's a shade queen. That's just how I think of her. I think of her as a shade queen. I really do. Um, I think she's, I think she instigates things. But so does Cinderella. But I think that Snow White is an instigator. I just, I, I said what I said. Um, <laughs> but then like, yeah, so that's just how I see that. And the other big click, I think, if, if there was one, again, this is all in my head, um, would be Cinderella, Belle, Mulan, uh, Rapunzel, and, um, for the sake of numbers, like, I think that they would probably be friends with, um, uh, I don't want to put Elena in that group. No, Anna, Anna. Yeah, I think Anna, but again, it's for the sake of numbers. I don't think that Cinderella has any, like, like, unconditional love for, like, um, Rapunzel and and Anna only because they're still like they've only been around for like 10 years or whatever but I do think that like again this is all in my head how my brain works I definitely do think that she is like I think she does consider Belle a real friend even though I don't think Cinderella knows what a real friend is I said that I don't care um (laughs) I think she I just think she's shady I just she's too goody two shoes for me therefore she must be evil I'm trying to tell you that's how I think of her um and yeah, like, I just think that she, like, actually just consider Belle a real friend. I think she considers Mulan a real friend, uh, to some degree, both of them, to some degree. I think she definitely does use them, but I think she does see them as friends. She's a very, she's a Regina George, that's what she is. She is a Regina George. That's who I think she is, and that's just, that's it, period. Um, so yeah, that's the end of this. Um, that's, that's really all I have. Maybe, though, plot twist, maybe... Maybe Aurora is the Regina George, and we don't know. We don't know. I don't know. I love Aurora. I just think she's she's just shady. My top princesses, by the way, my favorites. It goes Ariel is in first place, um, followed by 
number two to four is always questionable for me. It always changes because Ariel is my favorite, but then I love Tiana sometimes in second place. Then sometimes it's Jasmine in second place. Then sometimes it's Aurora in second place. So it's one of those three. Um, I would say for now, right now, it's Ariel and then Jasmine just because I've loved them and I've grown up with those characters in my life for so long. Um, and then Aurora would probably be third. No, Aurora's fourth. I think Tiana's third. I just have so much love for Tiana. I relate to Tiana, like not, you know, not because I'm, I'm not a woman, I'm a man, but I relate to Tiana because I know what that's like to have a dream and to have to work your ass off to get somewhere, to, just to get somewhere. Like, girl, when I tell you I've had three to four jobs at one time, I mean that I've had three to four jobs at one time. So I completely, like, the, one of the opening scenes with her when she gets older is, like, she's she comes home from one job, she lays down for a few minutes, her alarm clock goes off, and it's time for work at another place. And you had to, you know, you had to be professional. You had to get up and do your job. You couldn't be lazy all day at work. You had to, like, actually, you know, uh, do your function. I relate to that so hard. So for me, I totally get that situation with, with, with Tiana. Um, and so I think that's why I've, I've come to love her so much because she's one of the, like one of the first princesses with an actual job. And she, you know, she works for what she wants. You know what I mean? Works towards what she wants. And she has a lot of these disadvantages. And I'm like, dude, I relate to the story of, of this character, like so hard. Um, <laughs> so I really appreciate her. Plus, I love the color green. Green is my favorite color, and she rocks green, like, so well. I love green, and I think, like, her and Ariel and a few other ones wear green. And I just, that's not why I love them, but I'm saying, like, that's just a bonus to, like, her rocking green. And I remember when The Princess and the Frog came out and just being so proud of that movie, and, and it was a John Musker, Ron Clements film. And actually, I got to meet John Musker and Ron Clements, and they signed an autograph. Um, they autographed Princess and the Frog, a poster for me that my friend bought me. Um, we went to this like pre Oscar uh, event um, out in Hollywood. And it was crazy because like all the, it was for, the, the category was Best Animated Feature. And that was the year that Up was also nominated, which I believe won, but Princess and the Frog and a few other films that were really great films as well, went up against that film. And, um, I remember just meeting all of the directors and stuff, and I got to talk to John John Musker and Ron Clements, by the way. We, Ron Clements and I have uh, the same last name. Um, that's one of my last names. So I was like, oh, maybe we're related. I love that. Um, but that was my first time getting to meet them, and that was like such an honor because I grew up, again, knowing who they were and loving their work. They are the directors behind Little Mermaid. They are also the creative directors uh, behind Aladdin, and they just come up with a lot of great Disney films over the years. So them taking the charge of Princess and the Frog, I knew it was going to be in really great hands because these two directors are amazing directors together and just getting to meet them was like so cool. So, so The Princess and the Frog will always have so many special places in my heart. It also takes place in Louisiana and that's huge too and just there's so much in that movie I, that I like I Naveen and Tiana have become like my instant favorite Disney couple. Um, I guess as far as the royals go, like I love Ariel and Eric and I love Aladdin and Jasmine always, but there's something about Naveen and Tiana that I just, I just, I don't know what it is. I, they just, they look amazing together. But like the other couples, a lot of the other couples look so similar to each other. Like Ariel and Eric, there's similarities in their looks. The same thing with Tiana or, or Tiana, with Jasmine and Aladdin, there's similarities somewhere in their looks that it's just, it's, it's, they're cute together, but there's also something like, mm, Tiana and Naveen look nothing alike. They're drawn to look extremely different from each other. Their features are different. Their smiles are different, but they just look amazing together. 
And I think Naveen is a great character. Like, he's only, they've only been in one movie, but I love them both so much. And they spend so little time being human, but I love them both so much. Same thing with goes with Aurora. She's only in a few minutes of Sleeping Beauty compared to the rest of her cast. But I grew to love her so much. It was, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, I would say it's Ariel, then Jasmine, then Tiana, then Aurora, and then... I love Pocahontas. I can't not love, like Pocahontas is top five material. She she just is, like she just, her movie, the movie is incredible. And yeah, I know hers is, is, is a special case because she's based off of a, a real human being. So it's kind of awkward to be like, yeah, Pocahontas is one of my favorite Disney princesses, even though that is completely inaccurate of a story and she was real. So that's weird, but like, I don't know. Um, I, as much as that Disney movie just was, all types of the wrong. Um, I really do love the music from that film, the animation in that film. Um, I love, it's a great like love story movie. It's just completely inaccurate. Like Titanic, anybody, anybody like good love story movie, but completely inaccurate. Just like, but no, it's just one of those things. And I, I honestly, I'm sorry. I, I'm sure somebody is cringing now because I said I like Pocahontas. I'm so sorry. I know that people, a lot of people don't like that movie. I understand. Trust me. Look, I understand why people don't like that movie. I, I can understand why. Like I said, the historical inaccuracies are just everywhere in that film. There's offensive things in that film all over the place. I understand. But at the same time, like, it's something like, like, like if you were sitting in front of me and you said you like Song of the South, I'm not going to judge you for that. That's, that really is your personal preference or that's your personal thing. Like, like I said, like, it's not, I like the movie to an extent. I do know that there's so many terrible things and themes in that film. Absolutely. But there's parts of the story that I did appreciate. I did appreciate Bobby Driscoll's character and Uncle Remus's, uh, I forgot the guy who plays Uncle Remus, his real name, but their characters together. Like, I like that, you know, um, this man took took care of this, this child without being asked to. And this child ended up growing up loving him, like, you know, trusting him more than he could his own family. Um, there's something about that that I think is is special. And the relationship between the children in this movie, you know, the little boy, uh, uh, I forgot Bobby Driscoll's character's name in that, but him, Lon- Lana Patton, who plays a little girl in the film, she's, she's in like two other films with, with Bobby Driscoll, and then the, 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 the other little boy in the film, their relationships to each other, listening to these stories, that's something that I appreciated about that film. Other than that, like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of problematic themes in that movie. There's a lot of problematic things in a lot of different Disney movies and a lot of different movies in general. Um, but if you said that you like them, I wouldn't be upset about it. You know, there's problematic things with, with the Prince of Egypt. Like just look at the casting of that movie. But at the same time, there's things and themes about that, that I actually really did like. So again, it's one of those things where it's like, there's a lot of animated movies. I would even say Anastasia is a problem. I, I would like, I'm not saying that, like, I'm not saying that I'm coming for these movies at all. I'm saying that, yes, there are problematic things and themes in these movies. However, comma, I still appreciate them and I can understand you appreciating them, but I can also understand you being like, nope, that's a problem for me. Cringe. Don't want to watch it. I totally get it. I really, truly do get it. No, but I do. I do understand. At the same time, like I said, I am not going to stop myself from enjoying these movies. Like I said, I think Pocahontas has an amazing soundtrack. If I Never Knew You was one of my favorite songs ever. Shanice and John, whatever his name is, did a great job with that song. Um, Colors of the Wind from Vanessa Williams, amazing. Um, Just From the Riverbend is a great song. Uh, 
yeah, just some great music in that movie. And like I said, the animation is amazing, spectacular. When I saw the first glimpses of Pocahontas back when I bought... So if you bought the 1995 edition, I believe, of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, I think it was that movie, you got to see a behind-the-scenes look at the, the next coming movie, which was Pocahontas. And I remember watching that like behind-the-scenes thing before watching Snow White and just being like, I knew, just seeing her face for the first time, I was like, I'm going to love this movie. She is gorgeous like I just was so ready for this movie and just hearing some of the songs from it and so when I got to see it in theaters like I was six years old I think and it was just like I will never forget seeing that movie I was like I wish I had hair that blew in the wind like she does I wish that like I had a raccoon as a friend like she does I wish I had a Cocoa and John Smith and Thomas like she does Yep, I was that six-year-old. I knew what I was at six. Um, but I had like I had the toys for Pocahontas. I had the dolls for Pocahontas. Like Pocahontas was probably the first, but well, no, the 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 second or no third, the third, third Disney film that I was growing up with that I was like immersed in that I remember having so much for. Like I would say she was the first, but then I remembered how much I had for Lion King and I remember Aladdin. However, with Aladdin, I just remember having these toys and things I was like four so I remember having these toys and things and I, I had them for like years but I don't recall receiving them in my hand and and playing with them like for the first time Pocahontas at six I remember getting my first Pocahontas doll I remember getting the doll okay I remember getting the doll I know it's called doll but I said doll doll in the toy set okay I remember okay same thing with Hunchback and Notre Dame I remember I was seven Okay, I was seven. Okay, okay, okay. And I remember getting the, the uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame cup from Disneyland, like from actual Disneyland. It was my favorite cup growing up. Was that, that's rhymes. <laughs> it was my favorite cup growing up. It was so cool. And what was really cool about it is you could put it in the freezer, girl. And they have little charms at the bottom of, of the, like, you know, the, the liquid and they have the charms and you put it in the freezer and the cup don't burst and the charms, they get all frozen and stuff. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God. I love that cup. I loved that cup. <laughs> that was like one of my favorite cups growing up. I did because it was from Disneyland. I love that cup. Um, Hercules, another one I remember growing up because they had that, that Burger King toy set, that Burger King toy set where you get the toy and then you get another toy inside the toy. So you get like two toys at the same time, girl. And there were like 10 of those girls. So you get like 20 toys at once, girl. It was a lot. Okay. I had a lot of happy meals. That's why I'm fat, kid. Okay. I'm a fat man because I had a lot of toys as a kid from, from McDonald's and Burger King. Okay. It ruined my waistline, girl. It did. But my toy box was, my toy box was sickening. Okay. All right. I was fat as hell, but I had a sickening toy box, bitch, I'm tell you. All right? That's what it was. You know what I'm saying, girl? I'm trying to tell you. Um, anyway, so I remember growing up with these films, and so they are special to me, and therefore the characters in these films are special to me. I obviously love Little Mermaid. I grew up with Little Mermaid, but like I said, Little Mermaid came out the year I was born, so I didn't have, like, any real recollection of her until I got older, but I loved Ariel. In fact, I... Little Mermaid, I came late to having that movie. Everybody around me had Little Mermaid, but I did not have it. I didn't get Little Mermaid until like 1997 or 8 when the, the revamp of it came out. The first time it was re-released, that's when I got Little Mermaid. So it took me all that time to get it, to actually have it in my hands. I had to go over to my uncle's house and um, my aunt's house, like two different families. And every time I went over, like, what Disney movie do you guys want to watch? And I was always like, Little Mermaid. 
because I didn't have it. I had all the other ones pretty much, but I didn't have that one until it was re-released. And that was so cool because back then when they when they re-released films, they had this thing in the Disney store or you can get it from anywhere. Actually, where you buy the movie and inside there's like this booklet and it comes with a sticker girl. So when you get the, the movie, you have a sticker and you have a booklet. And whenever you put that sticker in the booklet, you get like a free movie. If you get like all 12 of them or whatever, with however many that came with it, you get that that sticker and that booklet. So I was collecting as many movies as I possibly could. I never got that free movie, but I remember like loving that kind of stuff. Like I was like obsessed, girl. We can go into a whole conversation about that later on if y'all want to at another time. But anyway, that's the end of this. I, I was just going to talk about Aladdin and the King if they are, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to talk about the return of Jafar and it turned into mess as it always does with me, but that's why I'm entertaining, right? I guess. I don't know. Y'all don't have to like me. Ew. Anyway, so that's the end of this one. I'll see you guys next time. I'm going to get into talking about more about Miraculous Ladybug, the season of Titans, what if the TV series, and I really want to get into talking about like music and stuff. I wanted to talk about Hilary Duff's second album, um, which is called Hilary Duff. Um, I don't know why, but I was listening to some of the songs on the album because for me, so some of the songs on her second album, like I'm not a huge Hilary Duff fan like that. Like I'm actually, I was actually a hater of Hilary Duff when I was growing up because she said some things I don't like about Lindsay. I was a problem. But anyway, um, I did like her second album. I like her first two albums a lot. And I like her second album because it has some songs on there that I think are like exclusive to, to like fall time. I know it's weird, but like there's some songs called like, there's one called uh, Dangerous to Know and Hiding Away and Who's That Girl that those songs, or even Fly, has like a very fall kind of sound to them. Like, I don't know why, but like they sound like fall. Is that weird? They do. They sound like fall, like different parts of fall, like kind of Halloween-y, kind of like, you know, you know, ominous kind of thing. Some of the songs on that album just have like a, a fall feel to me. Um, and so every fall, I, I listen to like some of the songs from that album, like every fall pretty much, I will listen to like Hilary Duff. That for Lashes, she has a song called What's a Girl to Do. That is a fall time song for me, absolutely. Lindsay Lohan's got some like over, over to me is a fall time song. Um, um, if It's Alright is a fall time song. I do like her version of Edge of, of, of Edge of 17 from Stevie Nicks. I do like Lindsay Lohan's version. You can hate me for that. I don't really care. I do like that version of that song. Um, and I think that's another fall time song that I listen to as well. There's a lot of songs I listen to specifically in the fall. If you're wondering what my fall Britney songs are, I have a few. But the one I can think of off the top of my head is From the Bottom of My Broken Heart. Oh my god. Maybe that's because it released. Did it release in fall? No, it didn't. It did not release in the fall release in like the the winter or spring of like 1999 um yeah because coming into 2000 that was like the last song that she had done from that baby one more time album the last video she did so yeah i released around that time but it still has like a very fall feel to me that song i don't know why but it does um but yeah so i have a few oh perfume perfume is such a fall song too i love perfume that's such a bop anyway that's the end of this i will see you guys next time have a great rest of your day night morning afternoon whenever you're listening to this i'll see you soon bye